How can I know God is real? What does the Bible say about politics? Why does a good God allow suffering? If you have questions about faith, life or culture, don't be afraid to ask. This This is Ask with David Dean. G'day everyone, Dave Dean here. And our question for the week is, why do you encourage belief in Jesus but not Santa Claus? This question has come in response to a previous episode where I frankly begged the question and I'm glad I did because now we have an opportunity to provide clarity as to precisely who or what the Christian God is not. You see, implicit in this question, why do you encourage belief in Jesus but not Santa Claus, is the view or argument that belief in Jesus is tantamount to believing in Santa Claus. As an argument, we might sketch it as follows. Belief in Jesus is like belief in Santa Claus. Such beliefs are false, therefore belief in Jesus, like belief in Santa Claus, is false. Or more succinctly, in the words of one commentator I had read online, quote, Santa is a fairy tale for children, God is the same thing but for children and adults, end quote. To respond to this question, I want to suggest three different criticisms against the line of argumentation I've just sketched out. First, the argument is itself logically flawed. On a social level, we can see something is not quite right in this idea that belief in Jesus is the same as belief in Santa Claus. Ask any audience of people with different religious and non-religious backgrounds if any one of them came to believe in Santa Claus as an adult, and I dare say you'll get no response. But ask that same audience if any one of them came to believe in Jesus as an adult, and in all likelihood you will get a positive response. So to be blunt, it is just sort of insulting to human intelligence to suppose belief in Jesus is the same as belief in Santa Claus. I mean, if belief in God is so ridiculous, then what's even more ridiculous is giving lectures against his existence, trolling blogs and Facebook groups and writing popular level books promoting unbelief and so on. You know, frankly, there is a reason why no one has written a book called The Santa Delusion or The Tooth Fairy Is Not Great because even the most ardent critics of religion implicitly recognise that belief in God is, or more specifically belief in Jesus, is not the same as other human beliefs such as Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy and so on. But not only that, it is also insulting to the intelligence of the one who supposes that these two kinds of beliefs are the same. If we want to argue that people believe in Jesus, people also believe in Santa, but because belief in Santa is false, it therefore follows that belief in Jesus is also false, then by that logic, we may as well argue, because I have two ears and elephants have two ears, that I am an elephant. Clearly, that is invalid reasoning. And it is so because of that middle term, belief. You see, belief is not the problem. Presumably, those who don't believe in Jesus believe that they don't believe in Jesus. The issue is not belief, but the reasons for one's belief and how they can or do correspond to the truth of reality, what we call a justified true belief. And that takes us to a second point. We have positive reasons to disbelieve in Santa Claus and positive reasons to believe in Jesus. The pejorative comparison of belief in Jesus to belief in Santa Claus is nothing really new. The 19th century German philosopher Ludwig Feuerbach, sometimes called the father of modern atheism, famously held the view that God is a projection of our idealized self-understanding. In other words, God is just a mental projection of human beings. Now, on the one hand, you can kind of see why he would think that way. When we study the evolution of the idea of God or the gods, especially since the time of Charles Darwin, it is interesting to see how anthropologists have explored the assumption that God or the gods are more or less magnified men with peaks, passions, and somewhat local habitations. 
I mean, take the many ancient gods of pagan Greece, for example. While on the one hand they were said to have had immortal life, on the other they were not without origin. Zeus is the son of Kronos, who went on to have many offspring that looked in many ways like human beings, yet were gods or demigods, deities which, while exercising superhuman powers, were nevertheless still limited in some sense. Not completely all-powerful, all-knowing beings like Yahweh that we read about in the Old Testament, who is known in the person of Jesus. I mean, when you read Homer, you see that not even Kronos or Zeus could escape what he calls the decrees of capital F, fate. Well, Feuerbach's idea was hugely influential, nonetheless, right through the 20th century, particularly in the applied sciences such as psychology, as well as certainly philosophy and other academic disciplines. For example, in the mid-20th century, famed atheist philosopher Bertrand Russell argued that he can no more deny the existence of God than he can deny the existence of a teapot orbiting in outer space, and yet he has no good reason to believe such teapots exist. Similarly, evolutionary biologist and outspoken atheist Richard Dawkins has argued that belief in God is like belief in a flying spaghetti monster. You can't categorically deny that there isn't such a creature in the outer ethers of space, but neither do you have any good reason to believe such a creature exists. So why therefore perpetuate belief in the existence of flying spaghetti monsters? Now substitute flying spaghetti monster or that teapot or Santa Claus with God or the gods, and you basically have a repackaged Feuerbachian criticism of religious belief. But here again, there is a problem. The reason adults disbelieve in China teapots orbiting in space or flying spaghetti monsters or indeed Santa Claus himself is not simply because of a lack of evidence for such beliefs. To the contrary, it is because we have present evidence that no one has launched a teapot into orbit nor do we have any evidence from space exploration that such crockery has been placed into orbit by, say, extraterrestrial beings. We know what teapots are used for, and space orbit is not a proper use. Similarly, it's because we know what spaghetti is, namely delicious, and it's because we know what monsters are, you know, those large, ugly, frightening, imaginary characters found in children's books, that we can dismiss belief in the notion of flying spaghetti monsters as false. And same too with Santa Claus. We have positive evidence against the view that Santa Claus is a real being because we know the locale of the North and we know that there is no such home or residency with elves where he makes toys up there at the North Pole, nor any evidence of an old man who flies around once per year on a snow sled delivering presents on Christmas Eve. The fact is we happen to know the best explanation for the existence of those Christmas presents is not Santa, it is the back pocket and the hard-earned money on the part of mum and dad who place them there. Similarly, it isn't because we don't have evidence for Jesus that Christians believe in him, but to the contrary, because we have many positive reasons to believe in the history of his person and work. Born a first century Jew in the town of Bethlehem, raised in the village of Nazareth, a traveling teacher and miracle worker who had many followers, he was put to death by crucifixion by the Roman governor Pontius Pilate, laid to rest in the tomb of a member of the Jewish Sanhedrin, a tomb which is recorded empty three days later without trace of his body except for the records of Jesus' post-mortem appearances in multiple places, multiple times to multiple people who were collectively so swayed by their interactions with this resurrected Jesus that their faith in him sparked a worldwide revolution of salvation by grace through faith which eventually dominated the mighty Roman Empire, and remains to this day the largest faith-based worldview in human history. All of this collectively now funnels into a third and final point, namely, who Jesus is 
that is the object of Christian belief, is categorically different to who Santa Claus is. When I ask you what is the sound of purple or what is the taste of hearing a phone ring, you would rightly be confused because my questions are confusing categories. Purple doesn't have a sound and ringing phones do not have a taste. That's the kind of category error in logic that's at play when we suppose Jesus is the same as Santa Claus and therefore the beliefs can both be rejected. Orbiting teapots and flying spaghetti monsters are analogies drawn from human creations. And so is the legend of Santa Claus, who is drawn from specifically the 4th century Bishop Nicholas of Myra. That is to say, they are bottom-up inventions of human imagination expressed in limited, creaturely terrestrial terms. By contrast, Jesus is not a bottom-up invention. He is a top-down revelation. And the entire Christian worldview is a tale not of human achievement or mental construction, but of human inability and divine condescension to right a wrong that we put ourselves in. You see, the incarnation celebrated by Christians at this time of year we call Christmas is a belief that God took on a creaturely nature. God who is so beyond our human creatureliness that we describe him by what he's not, such as infinite, non-finite, or eternal, non-temporal. That creator God took on creaturely form. It is a stunning belief for which there is no analogue, which is why It's frankly silly to the point of embarrassment to charge that belief in Jesus is like belief in Santa Claus. I mean, we may not agree with either belief, but if we're going to protest, then at least let's recognize that they are not the same categorically speaking. If Santa Claus doesn't exist, you may wonder for a short period of your childhood where Christmas presents come from. If God does not exist, you will wonder for the rest of your life how and why the universe came into existence from nothing and how what is so evidently wrong in this world can be made right. You see, atheism is not as simple as merely holding a belief in the non-existence of God or the gods as though God were a thing to not exist. According to the Judeo-Christian worldview, God is the very source of existence itself. His being is the ground of all existing beings, including any flying spaghetti monsters, orbiting teapots, or Santa Clauses we might find. So to wrap it all up, why do you encourage belief in Jesus but not Santa Claus? Well, I hope you can see from at least this brief presentation that this question is mistaken on a number of different assumptions concerning the nature of belief, Jesus, and even poor old Santa Claus himself. So altogether, what this question does is help expose who or what Jesus is not, Now, just to clarify, I don't have any issues at all with people enjoying the charm of make-believe, you know, around Santa Claus and other uh, fictitious creatures, providing it is only ever understood to be just that, fictitious, make-believe. Jesus said that he has come to seek and to save the lost. That is perhaps the most concise way to sum up the good news, the entire reason for the Christmas season in the coming of Christ. God came to us, Emmanuel, God with us. He came as a man who lived an ordinary human life, distinguished only by the startling fact that he never did anything wrong. He kept all of God's law perfectly, both internally and externally, and having done so, he thus died the consequence of our death, that he may then transfer the credit of his rightness, his obedience to us, to those of us who put our faith and trust in that work he did for us. This belief, this faith, this trust in who Jesus is and what he has done is all that is needed to be reunited with God. That's what it is to be Christian. And it doesn't depend on your effort. It depends on who he is, God, and what he has done for us in salvation.
Jesus is the reason, not just for the Christmas season, but for the entirety of existence itself, beginning with you. Do you have a question about Christian beliefs, theology, doctrine, philosophy or culture? Don't be afraid to ask. Go to drcdean.com forward slash ask. That's Dean with an E.